So, uh, James, career malaise. <laughs> career malaise. That's a that's 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 a very appropriate way to put it. When did it uh, when did it strike? Um, that's kind of assuming I've ever had career satisfaction. Yes, but it's more now, right? <sighs> and just remember, for those who aren't talking, if you could mute, please. I I guess. I mean, I, I haven't felt... Um, <laughs> I haven't really felt anything remotely re- relating to satisfaction for at least... Uh, three years now I think I mean I, I, I it's hard for me to say whether it's more now because I don't know if it feels different or not I, I, it, 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 I mean it, it's hard for me to put my finger on it you know what? right right because never having had like an actual job that I enjoy you know it's kind of like well um I mean, at first I thought it was, you know, well, I'm just in the beginning of my career. I'm just getting started and I have to, you know, you know, kick my licks, right? You know, or what is it called? Do your time, right? Pay your dues. Pay your dues. There you go. There you go. To pay your dues. And we were so close to blue collar, we could taste it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, you know, do your time in the trenches, right? And um, so, you know, I... Well, I mean, I've never, I've never had like a, I, I, in in one sense, I had like I've had like trenches jobs, but this, in another sense, I you know I haven't had like trenches jobs. I've, you know, I've I've been like the guy in an organization which does IT. You know, I don't know if that qualifies, but um, anyway, um, I yeah, it's definitely become more. I will say that it's become more. Of, of a feeling of urgency as time has gone on because I haven't become more satisfied. I haven't discovered anything that seems more satisfying. So if that makes a little more sense. Sorry, when you say you haven't discovered anything that seems more satisfying, what do you mean? In terms of... Well, certainly I haven't, I haven't been engaged in a job that seems more satisfying. For sure. Um, right. Okay. And by job, you mean sort of salary paid kind of thing, right? Yeah. You you, you go in. You you go in. You get you get paid and that sort of thing. Right. You right. trade your time, your your time and time and uh, experience for money, basically. Right. Okay. And where do you stand at the moment in terms of? Um, what you want to do next? I don't want to quite put it as I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. Like, you know, if I, I, I can't at the moment consciously point to a category of jobs that I, you know, or, or a career path or something that makes sense that I feel anything remotely excited about. Yeah, like you were talking about, uh, give me a sales support engineer. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, would be like a different elephant sitting on my chest, and that would be like progress, right? 
Yeah, I suppose. Or, you know, I could do management, but uh, I don't really feel one way or the other about it, right? You know? Right, right. So, um, so you're facing this indifference, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, e- even just getting a job for money, right? And I just, I feel incredibly indifferent. Like I go to a, and sometimes, you know, the indifference grows into disappointment and despair because it's like, well, I know I don't like where I am now. Right. And, and, you know, in the chat, you did point out that it's, it's more about, I don't like who I become, who I am when I'm in the job more than not liking the job itself. But right. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it's important to be precise about the things that we don't like, right? Otherwise, we can't can't fix it, right? Right, and uh, I didn't I didn't make a lot of I didn't come up with anything really new, you know, in the couple of hours I was, you know, I stepped out of the chat, but I, yeah, I, I um, oh man, what was it? <laughs> the one thing that I thought I might have come up with, um. It was along those lines, though. If it was really important, you would have remembered it, right? So so you don't like who you are in that environment, right? That's what you said, I don't like my job. And I say, well, you can't dislike a job because a job doesn't exist, right? (laughs) There's no such thing as a job, right? Mm, Right. Right? Right? It's like a country. It's just a a description of a relationship, right? Right. Right. Like there's no such thing as a marriage. There's a man and a woman, right? And snacks. Um, but there's no such thing as a job, right? So you can't dislike that which does not exist, right? No, right, right. So it's it's who you are or who you become in that job that does not give you satisfaction, right? No, right, right. And I'm I'm not trying to be semantic, right? So I mean, if if I'm wrong, tell me, right? I just I just don't know how you can really dislike you. You may dislike the people uh, who are there. You may dislike. Uh, you may be uh, unstimulated by the tasks. Uh, you may be, I don't know, physically uncomfortable, or you may be mentally burned out. But that you can't dislike that external thing called a job, right? Right, right. Um, well, I don't particularly care for any of my coworkers. Um, not like a malevolence or anything. Just, you know, I if if I if I. Uh, if it turns out that I never saw him again, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it, you know. Um, if that makes sense. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, I definitely, uh, I definitely uh, don't like the owner. Um, uh, she tends to yell at people, but um, so I, she's I, a, I sort like, of a intimidating, like bullying, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I'm still there, right? But um, yeah, I mean, you mean that sorry, sort of what thing. Is, when you say you're still there, well, I mean the the fact that she's bullying and intimidating, but I'm still working there, right? Oh, I guess those are two different issues. I, I don't know. Um, well, I, I definitely. Go, sorry, go sorry? ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, I I was just gonna say I I definitely uh, don't like interacting with her um um it uh there have been a couple of times you know the the few times that i've interacted with her um lately and you know the 
could be any number of things, but um, I just... Uh, well, I'm getting some sadness from you, but I'm also getting sort of shame, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think... I, I, I think I think that does make some sense because you know uh, it's it's um it's like I it's you know I I felt humiliated in in uh, 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 sometimes um, when I, when I've interacted interacted if I to use that neutral sort of term you know it just uh, or I feel feel uh, something like that yeah. you feel humiliated by the woman well she'll um... no I mean I don't need examples I mean I, I know this no, okay. class, but, but sorry do you feel <clears throat> humiliated by the woman or by the fact that you're still there Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Because what I got from what you said was not that you felt humiliated by her, but that you felt like you said, well, uh, but I'm still there. You know, like like I'm still stuck. It's yeah, I know it's bad, but I haven't changed. Like, I think that's where I got. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, I think that does fit. I think that does fit. And and that uh, was the same with <clears throat> with Beth a little bit, right? Yeah, I was kind of embarrassing after a while I think right because it was like uh, I know I need to but you know you kind of hold on against hope and you know that kind of stuff I mean, we've all done it right we've all done it so yeah right right to what degree um, <clears throat> how old are you again oh um Twenty-nine and a half. Okay, so good. This is a good time to because you're coming up to a decade, right? Yeah, I'm coming up to a big round number. To what degree do you? And I, I, I don't mean this at all in a condescending way because it, it sounds that way. I don't mean it that way at all. To what degree do you get that you're going to be dead? Sometimes it's more present than others. You know, um, and and I I didn't I didn't experience that as condescending at all. It just uh, sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes I do. You know, it, it comes and goes. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, it makes I, it's true for all of us, right? Again, that this is not. Uh, yeah. I certainly don't. You know, I'm not fa- I'm not <laughs> nose to nose with death twenty four seven, right? But <laughs> sure. But it is the ultimate project manager, right? Because you know <laughs> the project ends at some point, whether you like it or not, right? Right, this is true. This is true. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to understand your relationship to time. Right? Cuz cuz you spend your months and your years like it's like they're inexhaustible in a way, right? Yeah, and uh I definitely I definitely see what you're saying. I, I and uh it's like Groundhog Day, that movie, you know, huh. same day every day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like there's no time passing. Yeah, and it feels like Groundhog Day a lot of the time. Same thing. 
Right, right. And this is particularly true when you're single, right? Well, it wasn't that much different when I was dating Beth, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but there's a little more variety and do stuff as a couple and so on. But, you know, single guys dating, a lot of them are the same, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got up, went to work, uh, picked up something to eat, had something to eat, watched some TV, read a bit, then I went to bed. But then I got up and I went to work. I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's the same same day, right? Right. Now, I, I, I had, um, I don't know if I was talking to somebody or writing it down, but I I said something like that, very much like that the other day. This is all I do, right? <laughs> right. It's like a photocopy with fading ink. Uh, you run out of ink and you're dead, right? Mm. Yeah. And I don't say this, of course, uh, in, in any negative way, but that, you know, going to be dead thing is, is important because the moments fly by and, you know, that's as the song says, you know, 10 years have got behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun, right? Hmm. And the reason that I say this is that you are a man of ferocious depth, in my opinion, right? I mean, you have uh, an extraordinary facility for introspection, for communication. You go in and out of role plays, which some people very uh, find very hard, you know, with great depth and, and, and energy, right? Right. And, and that's sort of what I'm trying to sort of get, get a handle on. If that makes any sense. Or, or, or rather, what I'd like you to get a handle on. That, um... that, that you have this, this depth, right? Uh, you have right. this depth, you have this emotional uh, energy, you have this introspection, you have this courage, you have this communication ability. I mean, you have, you know, you, you can't live the rest of your life typing. Right. right. And you experience that as kind of stress, right? Um, the typing? No, I mean, I mean the, the change, like looking at a change. Yeah. That, yeah just um, a kind of stress is, one, is definitely one way of putting it. Uh, if I freeze, um, time will miss me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it will take down everyone else but it will go like the tsunami will magically go around me the tsunami called time which washes us all away right I mean what you're saying makes sense but for some reason I'm it's not it's not like I can it's not like I can rationally argue against it but I, for some reason I'm not uh, I'm not connecting to it uh, you mean connecting to the the depth of um, to, to, to the depth that I'm talking about within you, or or something else. To to the emotional reality of time. Right, right, right. Okay, well, well, tell me a, a little bit about how time was embedded in your household when you were growing up. God. Uh, I mean, I'm more conscious of time a little bit because my mom was vain, right? So she was aware of the passage of time and what it did to her her looks, right? 
So it's not always healthy, but but you know that's sort of where. And my brother is very much around, you know, don't waste time, you know, and and uh, I'm not quite that way. I'm quite happy to waste time sometimes, but um, there was a lot of emphasis on time and achievement and mortality and so on in my family. And it's different for every family. And it wasn't because anybody was healthy or, or happy, but it was brooding, you know, as that Celtic Irish, you know, her days are numbered and the sod is rising, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> Um. Well, the you know I I can't imagine that the attitude would have changed overnight at all. Um. But you know when my father became my my father became a, a born again fundy right. Um. So. Yeah, I I'm I'm. See see I can remember my father constantly. Well, wait a minute. I was gonna say I used to. I, it's my childhood is 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 so similar to uh, my present day, just day in day out. Uh, a series of photocopies, uh, just a blur, and all of a sudden I'm five foot tall, and all of a sudden I'm six foot tall. Right. You know. Uh, like you step from one photograph to another, right? And there's no intervening time. Yeah, all of, a, all of a sudden, you know, there are these changes, you know. And like, you know. Um, like the movies uh, the movies with the caption, the two years later, you know, that kind of thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, except there's not much of a fade even. It's just a sort of a cut. Yeah, cut well, right, right. Got it, got it. Now, um, your father's fundamentalism was was fairly serious, right? I mean, he wasn't just like, well, the fundy basement is where all the chicks are, right? I mean, like he was, he was into it, right? He basically uh, made a point of telling everybody that was close to him um, that if they didn't believe in Jesus, they they would be uh, going to hell. So, for your father, see, religion fucks with time completely. Yeah, completely. Right, because this is just an, an eye blink in eternity. This is a veil of tears you struggle through. Nothing here except for praising God means anything, right? Right. I mean, it really messes with your sense of time. Right, and what I was what I was what I was pointing out with uh, with 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 my father anyway is that uh, you know. I don't think that just sort of appeared when he became a fundamentalist, mm. right? I, I I think that I mean that kind of attitude, you know, it, like he was ripe for that sort of sort of uh, fundamentalism. Um, I think that he would have had to have uh, had that. Well, oh hey, um, when they were in their early twenties, right? Uh, just when I was like one, before you know, as a baby, um. They lived all high in the hog and were got deep in debt and you know like you know we have it's it's really like you know we have forever to you know pay our dues if ever right oh so it's like uh <laughs> spend like there's no tomorrow right yeah sorry I'm not sure what that that syllable was <laughs> <laughs> well um. No, yeah, a sort of. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. It's been like there's no tomorrow, you know. Just, uh, but but it, but not even. It, it's kind of it's it's weird because it's not even like spend like there's no tomorrow because, you know, you still have to deal. Well, I guess I guess you know, it, you you have to deal with the debt payments like you know, and that's not tomorrow, right? That's like, you know, months or years down the road, right? Or weeks, depending on how much you spend. But I, that sort of that sort of else is also a timeless quality, right? You know, you know, you know, the eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. That sort of right, thing. right, right. So there's there's this there's this uh, there's this blink through eternity, uh, and this uh, completely one hundred percent hedonistic uh, balls to the wall, drink till you drop. Uh, you know. Right, and both of these uh, both of these are anxiety management mechanisms around the problem of time and mortality, which is a horribly pretentious sentence. But I'll see if I can back it up a little bit. Um, time is <laughs> mortality. But when you like, <clears throat> when people are going through life, and they're, and I don't mean this to be you, but they're missing milestones, right? Like they miss a milestone to get educated they miss a milestone to you know get a career or and and this could be self-education i don't mean a degree or anything but but they kind of miss these milestones what happens is the true self kind of kind of says hey we missed the turn off here right and and it shoots up this anxiety right and then the false self wants that to be wished away, wants it to just go away, right? And so the false self invents or absorbs uh, either this hedonism, right, which is like there are no milestones, and this can show up as very abstract philosophical stuff like nihilism too, right? There are no milestones, there are no markers, it's all made up. Relativism comes from this as well, right? Relativism is a new way of dealing with the problem of time when people stop being able to believe in religion. And everything's made up, it's right. a constant flux, it's quantum physics, <laughs> Schrodinger's cat uh, leads me into tomorrow. And so, so <clears throat> one of the ways of doing it is just, just hedonism, right? Mm -hmm. right. and, and we all know this because we've all been this person or been around this person <clears throat> someone's got a a test tomorrow or an, an essay due and everyone's like oh man you know stay out it doesn't matter blah 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 right <laughs> right. right just attacking and undermining and, and you know screwing up their lives right? so there's that kind of hedonism but, but when, when you get older that's tough to sustain right yeah, like Chris Rock says, you don't want to be that kind of too old guy at the club. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that guy who, you know, are you looking for your kid? <laughs> you don't want to be that guy, right? That's not good. No. And, uh, and so what happens is people then flip into something else around sort of, you know, late 20s, early 30s. And it's just, again, this is not you. This is more, more your parents, I think. And what happens is they sort of deal with their rising anxiety about time and about progress and about mortality, right? Because this is a black train that is always driving towards us, right? We're, we're strapped to the tracks. We can do our charades, but this, track, this train will thunder past and wipe us out. And that's, that makes people anxious, and it makes people um, 
uh, want to get things done with the time that we have left, right? And it makes you not want to waste time in bad relationships. It makes you in bad jobs, right? It, it's a propeller. It's good, right? It's propulsion. And so people then say that they, they adopt a philosophy or a religion. Usually it could be a philosophy like Buddhism. But it's a religion where they say, when I feel anxiety about mortality, I'm going to remind myself that that's a sin, right? Or it's, yeah, it's an illusion. Well, yes, but, but with Christianity, it's actually a sin, technically, right? To say, I have to get all of these things done before I'm dead is to exp express a kind of doubt in the afterlife, right? Yeah, I guess so. I I I am I just uh I didn't quite experience it like that, but Well look, your experience counts, not my theory. So so tell me what you experienced. Yeah. We'll throw all the theories out. <laughs> well the way it I mean I can see I can see the kind of people you're talking about, you know, that uh, was sort of like 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 if if uh, in your in your sorry, thing, let me uh, let me explain it a little better. I, I, just with with one sentence here, the people who say I put my faith in Jesus, I put my faith in God, Jesus take the wheel, right? Yeah, the 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 the, the Hindu caste system, right? Basically, um, the, I wouldn't quite put it in that category, but I would put it in the category of I'm going to surrender my decisions to to God. What what God right. wills, right? Inshallah, what God wills, and so on, right? Right. No, my um, my experience of my father was, um, that he he didn't generally leave things up to God, if that makes sense. Sure. Okay. And and how did he then uh, get things done that way, or get things done at all? Well, if it was something he expected you to do, he'd uh, bullwhip you until you, you know, Oh, look, whether... I mean, I, I, sorry to interrupt. I completely understand that. I mean, I'm not saying that these people sit back and let life roll them over at all. Okay. Uh, sorry, and so I, I, you're totally right in, in getting that from what I said, and I, I wasn't clear about it. I mean, these people can be incredibly brutal, for sure. For sure. Right. Right, because they've got to beat the devil out of the kids, and children are naturally evil, and all that natural stuff, all that stuff, right? Because children don't believe in God, right? <laughs> so they're evil, yeah. right? So they're sinners, <laughs> yeah. So uh, sorry, I, I don't mean the bad child abuse or anything like that. But well, I wasn't, I wasn't. I mean, that's one way, but also in just being abusive in general, right? Just you know, by yelling or, and it would not just to me, you know, like other people. Right. Okay. But but why didn't he experience any anxiety about that and say at some point like I should outgrow this? Right. Because that's what no, time that's... does to you. A time does to you. It says you should be out have outgrown this by now. I see what you're saying. Um, but how is it he got stuck in this behavior? Right. Oh, that's a good question. Because to me, and again, I'm not trying to <laughs> bend him to fit my theory. Maybe it would does or doesn't. But to me, that indicates 
a lack of conception of time. I mean, I remember being, because I, I um, obviously I emotionally matured late, right? Some people believe it's still to come. But um, <laughs> when I was, uh, uh, I was about 12, I was at a, um, a summer camp and I, I picked up a, two brooms, threw a broom to a kid and say, you know, let's play Star Wars or, you know, with light lasers. And he's like, aren't you a little old for that? Right. Right. And we've all had that, right? And 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 of course, I had the lame ass. You're never too old to have fun. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> too sad, right? <laughs> right. But but right. that kind of stuff where you're supposed to outgrow stuff. Now, I mean, the way that kid communicated, it wasn't particularly nice. But but there was kind of a truth in that, right? Right, right. So how well, is it that he never got that? Shouldn't I have outgrown this by now? You know, that's that's something I'm 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 not quite getting consciously, but would be very interesting to look into because I know he said to he's he's basically said to me that I should be, you know, more mature or or you know have, have you know be you know, act more my age or he said that to me for sure, you know. So okay, so he's aware that time is passing for you. Yeah. But not for himself, right? Right. Like, he can just keep being the asshole he's always been. I mean, and isn't this amazing? I mean, we all, sorry to interrupt, but we all, we all know these kinds of people. And it's like, how, how can you be the same idiot you were when you were 15? When you're 70? I mean, it's amazing, really. This lack of progress in personalities is astonishing when you think about it. Mm. Right. Yeah. You really have to work at changing yourself, right? Well, I think what you have to do is you have to dismantle a lot of anxiety all the time. And I think that drives a lot of thought, such as it is within society, like religion and other things. But, but you have mm. to dismantle the anxiety of... I really should have outgrown this by now. Right, there's that great line from King Lear where the, the, the daughter says to the her father, thou shouldst not have been old before thou wert wise. <laughs> right, because he's a, he's a child. He's, he's a spiteful child, even though he's in his 70s. How, how did you get right. old without becoming wise? Well, that's not easy. No, I... My paternal grandfather is very much the same way. Right, right, and and um, completely cemented in his brutality. Right, and I bet you, if you were to hook him up with someone who knew him when he was twelve, they'd say, "Same fucking guy," right? Yeah, right, right. Now it takes. I think it takes a lot of work. Have you ever seen the movie Jaws? Uh, I've seen parts of it. Well, this is what they do is they shoot these to tire the shark out. They shoot these barrels filled with air into like with they use harpoons and attach the barrels to the you know, shoot it into the shark's back, right? Mm -hmm. And and so for the shark to keep swimming down underwater is really hard because it's got this huge buoyancy, right? It's got these whole right. bunch of barrels like harpooned into its back full of air, and the barrels keep popping up, dragging the shark to the surface. 
Well, I think that, you know, keeping, like staying immature is really hard. It's like staying, it's like keeping that shock down with all this barrels of air dragging it up to the surface because naturally we want to grow, right? Right. So how do you thwart that instinct? Well, you fuck with time, basically. Right, right. Right, you mess with time. You mess with mortality. Because, and I'm sorry to, to use this language, but, but, but at some point there's a true self in everyone that says, I don't want to die an asshole. Hmm. Right, I, I remember... Um, a guy I knew went to a wedding, and this this um, this his mother-in-law. He was he was the the groom, and his mother-in-law had been estranged from the family, and she was a total troll, like just a total bitch, right? And you know she she came storming in with all her friends. Uh, she got drunk. She yelled at people. Uh, you know she flirted inappropriately. She just and she was really angry. And she, she you know she because she hadn't got the invitation at the right place or on the right day. And and so she just she just made a complete spectacle of herself. And it was just mean and and messed up the whole day. You know, wedding is what people look forward to their whole lives, right? And she just petty and entitled. And and she was like. 60 she was in her late 60s and it's like how do you do that that's like getting to 60 and not having hit puberty right right but this infection of dreamy photocopy groundhog day thing comes down from these people who use these Massive mental mechanisms to evade the passage of time and the inevitability of mortality. Hmm. Right. So there's something to mull over, right? Because you had the same thing with Beth. You're having it with your job. Your father has it. I'm sure your mother has it too. Your grandfather has it where they just... Mythology is the opposite. Mythologies live forever, right? But but the time and the body weakens and you age and all this kind of shit, right? Right, right. I mean, I've spent half my time after 40. I haven't had more than three months straight workouts because I keep injuring myself. And now that I'm over 40, it takes like forever to heal. It's ridiculous. But but that's what happens. Time is reminding you, right? Time's passing, right? What are you going to do? How are you going to live? What are you going to achieve, right? Right. And the people who remain assholes their whole life, nothing to do with you, of course, they, they don't ask that question. They don't ask the questions that the imbibing of mortality demands, which is, what is my life going to stand for? What do I want to achieve with my life? How do I want to leave the world? What impact do I want to have on the planet? Right. <laughs> right. Every asshole is tactical and never strategic, which means they just do anxiety management in the moment and they never raise their head to look at the big picture and say, how's my life going? Where do I want it to go? How do I want to live? What do I want my life to stand for? How do I want, uh, what will make me proud on my deathbed to look back and see how I've lived?
And that's your challenge too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just... Um... It's not like it's not like it's completely invisible for me, right? I mean, I, I can I can access it sometimes, but you know, like I I haven't even thought about that at all today, right? Which would might be a bit of a as as you put a propellant, right? Well, but when you when you think of that, you know, when you sort of say, okay, I James have another fifty years on the planet. Or 40, or 10, or 5, or 1, we never know, right? Right. I mean, that's, I remember that. <laughs> I think I mentioned this before. I remember that when I was a kid. I always hated that my brother was older. He got to stay up later. He got more allowance and stuff like that. And I, he was two and a half, he's two and a half years older than I am. And I remember very clearly, very clearly, I can't have been more than four. I was over at my aunt's place. And I was saying... You know, oh, it's, you know, he's two and a half years older. Of course he gets these things, right? And I remember saying, well, fine, but at least I get to live two and a half years longer. <laughs> and they said, no, you don't. I was like, what? Because I thought we all had a fixed lifespan, right? So I'd get two and a half years at the end that would make up for all this shit at the beginning, right? He's like, no, no, you could be dead tomorrow. It's like, what? <laughs> well, this who planned this? I think that's when we yeah, right. began to fall away from me. Well, this is definitely not fair, right? This is not planned. But, um, but, but I mean, I think that I think that is important to 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 look into, right? So when you look and you say, well, what's what do I want my life to be? Not you know monuments and other people think I'm this, that, or the other, but for myself, what would be what would be a satisfying life for me that I'd look back and say, damn. That was a life well spent. Because I can tell you, it's not what you're doing right now. No, and you, you don't have to tell me that's not what I'm doing right now. I know that much. Okay, so what is it? Because if you're just making decisions about what's most comfortable in the moment, you'll always just keep doing the same damn thing over and over, right? Because you know that. No, you're familiar, right? Now it's a big question, right? We don't have to we don't have to answer it now. And it's a horrible question to, to ask and answer, right? But the alternative to, to asking and answering it is worse, right? Which is that famous quote is men living lives of quiet desperation. Hmm. Inertia is a the quicksand that hardens around us over time, right? Right, right. I um. I mean, I I tell you, the first thing that comes to mind is that if I could be 
the kind of man who is a loving father and husband. I mean, that that's like the first thing that comes to mind. And that's wonderful. And that's wonderful. And you can't be that man in your current job, right? No, no, I can't. So this is in the way. Right, right. And you don't have, I mean, it's not like you're 19, or you don't have decades to mess around, right? No, no, I, I really don't. I mean, you don't want to be... You know, an ancient Zorb with a Greek dad like me, right? He <laughs> 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 fathered children well into his 90s, right? I mean, you don't, I mean, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm thrilled about it, right? I, I could maybe handle being a little younger, but, you know, this is the way it worked out. Very happy right. to be here. But even if you want to aim to have a kid in, you know, 10 years or five years, right? You've got to design that now, right? Right. No, I, 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 I get you. Just, but that's not something your family does, right? No. No, my um, my father is presumably going to work until he can't work anymore, which might be you know his fingers fall off or he dies. Right. Um, my mother got. A union job and she's going to pull she's going to work until she can start pulling pension that she's probably going to roll over and die five years after that who knows yeah well a lot of people do right a lot of people i mean the, the death rates after retirement are, are really high yeah and my brother got his job this uh at a big insurance company and he's got his house and he's got his his wife you know but it's it's it i never really got a sense that it was some sort of grand plan it was just sort of what you do. Right. You, you take whatever opportunities happen to come your way and you hang on to them like grim death until grim death, right? Right. right. But you don't design a life. No, no. And, and, uh, Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put something forward here. I mentioned it in the chat room, just for those who are also on the call. This sounds completely self-serving, and I completely understand that. And people can be as cynical as they want about this, but I genuinely mean this, right? So you work your forty hours a week, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, one sec. And. You said you spend 10 hours uh, uh, floating around FDR, right? Yeah, that's probably... I mean, floating around FDR is probably... Uh, yeah, right. And, and that's good, right? I mean, I, I, think, I think that's great. I, I mean, good. I mean, I'm glad people are using the resource. It's, it's thrilling. It's great. But bringing the value that philosophy has brought to you to others would be 
a pretty good way to live, right? Right. I mean, just in general, right? Right, yeah, I agree. But you don't do that, right? To my knowledge. I mean, and this is not to say you don't donate and you're not generous and all, and then that's, right, but, but we're not talking about me. I mean, we're just talking about you, right? It's not something right, that's in terms on, of... on your radar, right? Right, it's, it's not something I do personally, if that's the way to put it. Right, right. And I, I just, this is my my brief story around all of this. Like, w- once I realized how good I was at this, and this is like long before it ever even remotely became possible to even donate to FDR, right? This was like way back at the dawn of the dawn of the beast. Once I realized how good I was at this, and I always knew that I was a good conversationalist, and I've always had people say, oh, man, you know, you should, you should be on the radio, you should write it. And I did some radio stuff in college. But, but once this technology came along, and this possibility opened up, and this is, again, long before there was even donations, let alone any kind of sustainable income, I was like, oh, my God, I have to get this out to people. Right, and and I would spend nights and weekends, you know, trolling the web, and and this is how the, you know, I didn't have any money to advertise, and so I just, and this is how a lot of the early listeners came along was I just, I just found them, you know, <laughs> like wandering into bars, hey, you know, listen to my podcast, and and so on, right, and 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 because it was like this, this is this is really important stuff for people to hear, and not only will I not live forever, but society is not doing well, right? Right. And and people still, I, I still occasionally get comments about the great um, uh, T-shirt conflict, let's say, right? Hmm. Because I, I couldn't get it, and I, I still have a tough time getting it. You know, if, if there's a resource that has changed your life, and... And this is to, to everyone, right? This is partly why we're sort of getting this email thing going. And this has nothing to do with, you know, ooh, let's get emails, right? But this is really around designing a life, right? And, and designing satisfaction, right? That we have this, this cure called philosophy, and this amazing resource, which is not me, but the community as a whole, the conversation as a whole. And everyone's taking the cure and no one's giving the cure, if that makes sense. Right. Now, if, and, and to appeal to your greed, rather, I mean, your greed is for happiness and, you know, helping others makes people happy. It's just the way we're wired. But, and there's a lot of UPB in it, right? If I've got benefit from it, then other people will as well and so on, right? But to agree, appeal to your uh, professional greed, right? I mean, FDR was running for, a you know, a long time before I even took donations. And then it was a long time before uh it became even remotely possible to think of it as, as a gig, right? Like as a job. And all of that time was 30, 40 hours a week over and above a regular demanding career in travel, doing podcasts in food courts in Washington, right? I mean, stuff like that, right? Um, but it was through that not, ooh, you know, I'd really like to build this up so I could, you know, sit around and, and sit in a chat room during the day. Because that was never even part of it. It was like, wow, I think I've got something here that could really help the world, and I'm going to get it out there. And through that process, 
it grew into a living. Now, I can guarantee you this is not just a living for me, right? Right. And it just just I can't I can't offer people full time jobs, right? Was because I can only grow it so much while I'm producing the material and you know running the site and and answering questions and so on, right? Writing the books and and all that. But if the community as a whole, right? If you're like, well, man, this this has turned me around, and I'm going to promote this site, and if I could get a job out of it uh, and work in philosophy doing X, Y, and Z. That would be fantastic. Um, you know, if if not, um, at least I have, you know, helped a thousand people receive what I have received. And then what I'll do is I'll let them imbibe it for about a year or a year and a half. And then I'll say, okay, now you guys go find a thousand people each, right? Hmm. Right. And it doesn't have anything to do with whether you do it at F. I'm just taking this as an example. It could be anything, right? Maybe you want to become a horse whisperer. I don't know, right? But, but this is just an example, right, of, of how you design a life. And the moment that I, somebody said, you should start taking donations, I hadn't even really thought about it. I hadn't thought about it at all, actually. And I started doing that. As soon as I began to really see the value that people had through the donations, I was like, fuck it, man. I'm going to move heaven and earth to make this a full-time gig. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to reach so far deep out down inside me, I can tickle my toes from the inside, right? And to, to, to pull out the most amazing shit, to no stops, uh, full-on uh, yelling, crying, screaming, whatever it is, singing, whatever it takes to get people's attention. I am going to make this into a full-time gig. I don't care if it takes me five years to do it, I don't care if Christine and I have to live in a one-bedroom apartment with three screaming children, I am going to make this into a full-time gig. And that had a lot to do with getting Christina into her own entrepreneurial situation, right? Because that lowers expenses and lowers taxes and so on. And, uh, you know, we did a lot of work to figure out what our budget would be and uh, when I could make, when I could take the risk. And I worked for another couple of months at my last job as a contractor to pull some money to fund FDR at the beginning. And like, it was just like, I am going to fucking make this <laughs> into a full-time gig uh, no matter what, right? I don't, I don't care if I got to make up stuff and pretend to donate to myself after I give blood. I don't care how <laughs> I to do it, but I am damn well going to make this happen, right? Right. And it's been great. I mean, it's been great. Um, the, the the show is chugging along. It's not growing hugely. I mean, doubling every year, but it could do a lot better. And and through it doing a lot better comes additional income through donations uh, and subscriptions and uh, and books and that, right? I mean, if you said to yourself, and again, this has nothing to do with FDR. It could be anything. But if you said to yourself, in one year... I'm going to be working full-time at FDR. This is for anyone, right? You could absolutely make that happen. Wow. But that, that's what I mean about saying, what the fuck do you want to do with your life when you look back and you say, man, I gra- grabbed myself 
uh, I grabbed life by the cojones and gave it a squeeze uh, that it will never forget, right? Right, right. And it's hard work. I mean, obviously, right? Because you can't quit and get a full-time job, right? So I did it for like a year and a half um, with very little income and and part-time and and so on, right? But I was just like, man, I am going to make this happen. Now, lots of people say that and it doesn't happen, right? So there's no guarantees, right? It's not like willpower. There's no magic. It's not like willpower alone, right? No, right. Right. But, you know, where something has been proven, right, we have a business case which says, yes, you can, you know, one guy, and I say this recognizing and fully appreciating your help and other people's help are on this call, but, you know, one guy basically willed it and made it happen, right, in terms of generating an income that, that he could live on, right? Right, right. You know, it's like they say in the movie, The Bear or whatever, what one man can do, another man can do, right? I don't think that we need another philosophical podcast, um, but in terms of, you know, driving, generating, I mean, I'm not going to say, I don't need a lot of money. I'm going to say, oh, if the income doubles, I want to offload shit. I mean, I'm working too hard as it is. And of course, it's going to diminish uh, when the baby comes, right? Right. And so this is just a pitch, and, and, and again, I'm aware of how self-serving it is, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, choose what you want to do that's going to give you joy, satisfaction, richness, meaning, kindness, benevolence, cure the world, whatever it is you're going to do, or be a horse whisperer, whatever it is, right? And design it and, and will it. And if you fail at that, and FDR is... I mean, except for my business, which ended up tanking, not the business tanking, but my involvement in it, it's the most successful thing I've ever done, right? And I've failed at so many things. It's, I mean, the list is is long. But everything that I failed helped prepare me uh, for this, right? Getting used to that. So you you can't fail when you you will and try. I mean, you can not succeed in attacking, but you can't fail fundamentally because you gain the pride, right? Right. I mean, when when I go two weeks without a donation, yes, it can get rather exciting for me, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I can imagine. But uh, because I have no control, I mean, all I can, it's just like pushing string. I have no control over, it's nothing that I sell, right? But right. so, so there's, you know, there's stress and there's, there's risk and there's trolls and there's, you know, but, but man, you, you, you couldn't tear this away, me away from this with a team of horses, right? And whatever that is for you, I think it's something to do with philosophy. I think that it would be, uh, I think it would be something to do with technology, you know, obviously FDR <laughs> is an amalgam of both or whatever, right? But right. whatever you can do that is, is going to, to to give your life richness and meaning and to differentiate your days, right? Because you don't want to have that life where you look back and you're like, man, it was mostly just a blur, right? <laughs> it's like, I, could, I remember this vacation, but, uh, you know, two weeks a year, I remember the rest of it was just a blur of deadlines and typing and, you know, yelling bosses and, and cubicles and, and so on, right? Uh, oh, you know, um, 
There's actually. I, I think you may have happened. taken a dip off the inspiration platform. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a lot to mull over, and I need I need to chew on it. But there was something I wanted to mention. Um, maybe a couple of weeks ago now. Um. And I don't know if it, what significance this has, or 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 what, but you know, I just sort of was driving home, and uh, yeah, I think I was taking the long way home, and I just asked myself, "What do I want to do?" You know, like <laughs> the general sort of you know open-ended question, and I got the. I got something inside of me saying philosophy and I just felt all kinds of anger, you know? Excellent. Did the voice sound a little fruity? <laughs> I don't know what it sounded like, but I was like, what the fuck is this? What the hell okay. does that mean? Go on. Well, tell me, what does that mean? Uh, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know, but I know, I know, but don't make me come over there. <laughs> Hey, at least I catch myself, right? Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, point. But, um, what was that? Yeah. Oh, I got points? Great. <laughs> so that's 10 for me. No, <laughs> right. Um, uh, n- n- like, um, well, I didn't, I didn't think it meant, like, I didn't think it meant, like, I do a podcast. I don't, I didn't think, it didn't, it didn't feel like it meant like that, you know, it, it, it it didn't feel like I meant, uh, uh, oh crap. Um, I'm not sure what it meant positively. I, I think it, it didn't mean like generating content though, if that right, makes right. sense. Right. Well, look, we already, um, to put it in a ridiculous way, we have a Microsoft of philosophical conversations already, Right. Right, and anything I produce will probably just get bought out. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's just that no, but <laughs> Microsoft, that no, Microsoft actually would not buy an operating system company, right? They just no, operate, you're right, right, <laughs> right. Until until they in, in, until in the instance in, in the event that they discovered that they were doing better, in which case they would scramble like mad to improve. Well, but, but the company would never do better. I mean, if you go to a bunch of investors and – not to stretch the metaphor, but I think it's useful, right? Oh, okay. okay. You go to a bunch yeah. of investors and say, uh, I'm a guy in a basement and I want to compete with Microsoft and I'm going to write an <laughs> operating system, right? They're, they're not going to take the meeting, right? Right. Okay. So um, I, I, hope I, wasn't, I hope that wasn't too irritating. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's a good point. I mean it's a good point, but I, I think that – I think that – your participation in this conversation as a whole, right? I mean, you, you, the convos are always very good that we have, right? So this participation that you do is great, right? I mean, and, and, and you've gotten a lot of positive feedback, not from your inner critic, but from people about your inner critic, right? You get a lot of right, right. feedback from that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right, and, and your openness and your generosity has helped you forge some strong friendships and relationships, right, through through the people you've met in this conversation, right? For sure, for sure. So bringing that to other people is a pretty good way to to spend. There's no better way to spend a life than philosophy. There's no better, because philosophy is that on which everything else depends. Everything. 
You say, well, I should be a doctor. It's like, well, without philosophy, there are no doctors. Right. Because there's no science. And without philosophy, there's no free market, which means you get crappy socialized medicine. Right, right. So the biggest lever and the hardest one to move and the one that it takes the most courage to keep beating your head against, the the biggest lever is philosophy. There's no deeper, Mm -hmm. richer, more powerful, more influential science or thought discipline that exists or will ever exist. As I said in the Sunday show, we don't remember a single one of the Roman senators, right? But we know the name Lucretius. Right. So there's nothing better that you could do than philosophy. There's in your participation and your donations. I mean, this has been great. But that's not designed by you. That's another opportunity that is coming to you, right? Right. No. Right. You're, and uh, actually, um, it just sort of struck me that... Uh, um, Oh, it's, 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 it, it seems like it went away. <laughs> it seemed like it was good, but unfortunately. Um, so I'm sorry if I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm, I can feel like I'm interrupting you. Um, so, so we're, we're trying to figure out what your Miko system said when it grabbed you by the throat and said philosophy or whatever voice it uses, <laughs> right? It wasn't, it wasn't, gra- it was, it was just like, it was like clear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no frills, no nothing. Just that was it, you know, philosophy. And right. right. And so what does that mean to you? What does it mean that you could do for a philosophy? Because like I'm philosophy's bitch, right? It's like I fight and it doesn't work, right? I'm like, I want to go right. to bed. They're like, nope, fuck you. Got to write a book, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just <laughs> right. like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm philosophy's bitch and uh, – <laughs> And, and, and how, how does she want to, how does she want, where does she want you to bend? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say earlier, but, uh, uh, the, the work that the, the value that you get out of FDR, and I think this is something you've said before, the value that you get out of FDR isn't really complete until you give it to other people. Oh, no, no, that's right, because you don't get UPB if you're consuming. Right. But you fundamentally don't get UPB in your gut if you're consuming. And there's nothing wrong with consuming. I mean, people should drink deep from the well for quite a long time. But then at some point, it's like, okay, now you're being greedy. Go help others, right? Right, right. Or now you're using Um, philosophy to avoid the world, right, which is the great danger of, of introspection, right? That we wanna we wanna dig like we're going to China, but we wanna come out in the real world, right? Right, right, for sure. Um, now, as for what uh, you old Miko system was saying, um, you know, I don't really know if I got much of an answer. I was kind of dealing with the anger, you know, and I was, I was saying, well, where did this anger come? You know, I think I, I think I maybe got as far as where did this anger come from? Well, right? you know where the Why anger my, comes from, right? Oh, I mean, sorry, do you? You may be too far um, inside to see, but 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, all, all I knew was that I felt really pissed off. Um, well, because you feel like you're getting an order, right? Oh, yeah. Like your dad, yeah. right? I mean, do this. Philosophy. God damn it. Right? <laughs> I was like, and, and my response was, uh, basically, who the fuck are you? Right? Um, yeah, don't you not, tell not, me what to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's a false self-response, in my opinion. No, and I, I agree. You know, um, that's what the irritation, right? Because it's it's when when we've been subjugated. This is why philosophy is so hard for me, anyway. And I think it's true for others. When we've been subjugated through families, through school, through lovers, right? When when we've been subjugated, we have this fantasy that if we resist any form of subjugation, we gain freedom. Right. Right. If I just float around, you know, like, and, and don't ever let anyone tell me what to do, I gain freedom. But it's not true. It's a very, very seductive fantasy. But it's quite the opposite of truth. Because, of course, if you don't subject yourself to reason and evidence and helping people, eh, you may be free, whatever that means, but you sure as hell won't be happy. Right. So when your Miko system rises up, and it's it's very rare that you get something that unambiguous, right? The Miko yeah, system is yeah. usually like, uh, can you guys shut up so I can hear one of you at a time? <laughs> right? The Miko system is, <laughs> is very rarely shouting. It's not it's not exactly a barbershop quartet, right? It's more like a bunch of drunk heavy metal guys hitting each other with guitars, right? That are plugged right. in, right? <laughs> right? But but when they all say with one voice, right? And and I do this round robin with my own characters from the book Crazy Talk, right? And sort of when I was trying to figure out about, you know, geez, I really feel like I want to do this, right? And so I sort of sat down and went around the table. And Lord Gruel and Shockfit and, and, and Mama and, and all the, what do you guys think, right? And everyone's like, fuck, do it. Are you kidding me? This is what we've been waiting for. Right, right. And I, you know, I just had to get a commitment out of them, which is like, so you're not going to fuck me, right? <laughs> like you're not going to say, go do this and then abandon me, right? Or then turn on me in six months. And they're like, no, we're, we're in it, right? We want it. Right, right. And they haven't. They have been unbelievably great in terms of creativity, uh, in terms of uh, propping me up when my courage falters or when the conflict levels get too high. I mean, they're... And, and, of course, my wife is fantastic. But they've really – they stuck to their their bargain in ways that, I mean, I'm incredibly honored to have this crew. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a remarkable uh, – it's amazing, right? They're like the Starship Enterprise, you know, the top, top of the cream, right? <laughs> cream of the crop. But um, so, so when they all talk in one voice, you know, that's the time to really listen, right? Yeah. And, and you know what? In that moment, I didn't do it. So, and that's fine, and that's totally fine. And they probably knew you weren't gonna, right? <laughs> and actually, um, what happened was I asked I asked a, a follow up question, like a totally practical question. After I calmed down a little bit, it's like, well, what? You know, I've got all this debt. What do I do about that? You know, and they're like, well, get a contracting thing, IT contracting or whatever you have to do in order to just, you know, get that down, and you know. You know, instead of instead of working the job with the boss you hate, at least be your own boss or something like that. 
Well, look, there's other ways to do it as well, right? I mean, sure. Uh, and and what I mean by that is, <clears throat> look, if I could find a way to um to to give <laughs> kickbacks, right? Donation kickbacks to people. You go find somebody, right? He he listens. He becomes a donator. I'd love to kick back some money to you. I'd much rather mm-hmm. give money to to listeners than to you know Google and Bibvertiser and <laughs> stumble upon, right? Right. And so you've got an email you find and, you know, maybe there's some technical problems or, you know, when I donate, uh, I can match up the email with the people who submit them and, and, you know, whatever. Right. But how I don't know how that works. Right. But that could work and it can it can make people some money. Right. Sure. For sure. For sure. And that's, you know, that's the thinking outside the box thing. Right. Yeah, that's that. That's a nice, juicy problem. I've actually, you know. And that means some technical stuff, right? Where people upload email lists and they go out and, and we track who comes in and, and who donates and, and all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, there's some juicy, fun technical stuff in that. And it can be a way of, uh, you know, it's, it, it gets money to the community. It gets people to philosophy. I mean, it's, there's, no, there's no loss at all, right? Right. Right. And I, I did get the sense that um, my contribution could certainly be uh, technological in nature. I mean, if, if, if nothing else, for sure, right? But Well, you, know, as, you like it too, right? And, and it's necessary and it's useful and, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I can definitely get into it, for sure. Right, right, right. And, and if you're doing something like that... Um, you know, does it, does it increase your job set for, for doing contract work, your, your job skills? Absolutely. Uh, for sure it does. Right. Uh, is it creative? Does it expose you to creative and innovative problem solving? You know, does it expose you to someone who's had a reasonably su- a successful career as an entrepreneur who can give you tips? It does all of those things, right? It's, it's not a lose situation, right? You say, well, but this is my spare time. This is my free time and so on. And that's great. But compared to what? Hmm. Right. Hmm. I mean, hmm. compared to what? Let's say you do this uh, some amount of time, you know, five hours, ten hours a week, or what? Say, well, that's my free time, and of course, yeah, we all need downtime and so on. But a year from now, uh, what do you want to have built? Right. Right. Well, I gave up. I mean, I had two jobs for the first year and a half with almost no money, and what did it give me? Give you your dream. Yeah. Amazing freedom. People reading my books after 20 years of writing. And unbelievable. I, I, can't, I can't express the satisfaction of doing what I'm doing as opposed to, hey, I sold another software system or I coded another software system and it's going to be obsolete in a year and a half, right? <laughs> right, right. Hmm. It's the eyes on the prize, right? Eyes on the prize. What do you want to do and how are you going to get there? Is it going to take sacrifice? Yeah, but compared to what? Exactly, yeah. Compared to a lifetime of a cubicle? Being a little troll, the code troglodyte. Right. I, for one, wouldn't mind getting some more sun. Right. 
right, so where do you want to live, right? There's no taxes in the Bahamas, right? <laughs> and you can work wherever if you've got whatever, right? FDR is portable. Sure. Philosophy is portable, right? Sure, I, I may not make it in the frozen wastes of Canada, but... Uh... Right, no, hell, I mean, if uh, Christina wasn't tied here because of her hard-won registration and uh, and uh, mm, all of that, yeah. we would be uh, we'd be a lot more mobile. But, you know, uh, it's it's more freedom for us here than it would be in Bahamas, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, because, you know, Bahamas, you're not going to have the client base, right? Just as an example, well, she would right? uh, not be uh, she would not be registered, so she wouldn't be able to collect uh, uh, the insurance. Uh, right? She she gives it's cheaper for her clients if they can build the insurance, right? And uh, if sure. it's not registered, right. she can't. So she'd have to get re-registered, which would mean a loss of her income, the equity we've built up in her business here, blah 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 blah. Right? So right, so okay. Right you're, now you're, it's right, freedom right. for us here, right? Which is not to say that down the road <laughs> it might not be nice to to go that route or whatever, right? But it's just a matter of all all of the, all of these sorts of things are trade-offs, right? But all I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is. If you want, and we go right back to where you started, right? Because I really, uh, this is about you, right? It's not about, uh, uh, ooh, get donations for Steph, right? This is really, if you are a guy who is switched on about what you're doing and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to pour myself into a goal to bring philosophy to people, however it's going to happen, whatever I can do. Right. And if I can't get anyone to agree with me, if I can't get anyone to buy into what I'll just do it anyway. Right. If you get switched on and turned on and excited about that stuff, and there is no, and, and there is an incredible thrill, I'm telling you, there's an incredible thrill when, I mean, I'll just give you a brief example, or a very brief, I, know, I don't want to keep you up all night, I don't know you got to work, but, so I do these, these current event bits, right? Mm-hmm, right. And, uh, listenership, uh, the watching, it doubles, right? Mm-hmm. 2,500 views a day, right? It was before 1,000, 1,200, whatever, right? Right. And some of those people come to the website and some of those people come to the chat room, right? And I get the right. emails where it's like, wow, you know, someone sent me this and, and I, I'm listening and it's blowing my mind and blah, 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 right? I'm yanking right. them up from primitive psycho classes, like with depth charges, right? <laughs> right. And when you do that, when you bring people to a resource that has brought you so much richness and challenge and fear and happiness and all that, and and they get excited and 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 they get switched on and their life, you know, their whole life has changed, right? Which means the lives of their kids and their grandkids and so on, right? When you make that kind of fundamental alteration in the life arc of a gene pool, it's completely addictive. I mean, you, you, there's nothing, there's nothing better. And if you are involved and whether, again, maybe it's horse whispering, you find out, but whatever it is, when you're switched on in that kind of way, you get to be the loving husband and father that you want to be because you're appealing, right, to the right kind of person. Right, right. Whereas if you're like, I hate my job, the only thing I hate more than my job is my commute. (laughs) Right. The only thing I hate huh? than my job and my commute is my debt, right? Uh, and my loneliness yeah. and the emptiness of my life. And the, right? <laughs> Want to get some sangria? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and my sudden resemblance to Ayn Rand. 
that last bit. Oh, what do you, what do you mean? Oh, I just sounded that. Oh, you, your your voice your voice went kind of gravelly there. Right, right, right. But but that's no, right? going to give you that's going to give you the right kind of person, right? Right, right, right. Someone you can share your happiness with. Someone you can share your excitement with. Somewhere where you can share your dedication with. And to be to be perfectly honest, someone you can arouse interest in, right? I mean, I like to code and I like pizza is fine, right? I am completely into philosophy. And I'm trying to get people interested in philosophy. That's not a bad conversation starter, right? Oh, not at all. Not at all. People will at least say, what? (laughs) (laughs) You'll get to the second conversation base, right? Right, right. So you got to picture what kind of woman you want, you know, what kind of family life you want. Who are you going to have to be to attract that kind of woman and to be attracted to that kind of woman? Because she's going to have to be interested in something big, right, something powerful, uh, something that she's turned on by, something she's excited by. And she'll have had to overcome this hurdle of inertia, right? Because we're all raised to be livestock, right? We're all raised to just sit there, bang our heads and produce milk, right? Right, right. So breaking out of the paddock is hard, right? And and you want someone like that in your life. For and, sure. And you or at least with the potential. I mean Christina was not a natural entrepreneur, but you know, she's she's taken to it after some pretty rough beginnings, right? She's really taken to it. And in the same way that I'm not a naturally say hygienic person, but I've taken to it. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm not naturally tidy, but I've I've taken to it. There's compromise and all that, but you know, who do you want to be the mom of your your children? Children, and and ha- how are you going to? Who are you going to be to get her? Well, you can't be who you are now, right? No, no, certainly not. And that's what I mean by designing a life. It really is designing who you want to be. Everything else right. is peripheral, right? And, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's when I got married that I began taking time more seriously. And it's also when we, you know, because we talked about having kids before getting married, right? So we, I'm looking like, what, what do I want my son and my daughter to look at me and think? Especially that question, Daddy, what do you do for a living, right? Huh. I yell at computers. Uh. <laughs> well, that'll be my father, but uh, oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> goddamn thing, never work, right? But but it's like what? what oh, for, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but it's like well, what? What? Um, what do you want that answer to be, and what do you want the look in your eyes to be, in your kids' eyes to be when you answer that question? Right? Hmm. Wow, really, <laughs> really, really? That's called designing a life. It's to walk backwards from that bit where your kid says, Daddy, what do you do with your life? And you get to say, I do the best thing ever. Hmm. I do the most amazing thing ever. 
and I fail at it more times than I succeed, but I love it. Because you sure you you don't want to arrive at that question empty-handed, right? <laughs> no, not I type, so much. I type and I grumble, right? <laughs> no, I, I I definitely don't want to. Uh... Because then, oh, in sense, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say, um, I think when you get to that point. If I got to that point where all I did was type and grumble, my kids wouldn't even be asking me that question. All you do is type and grumble when it comes to work, your job. Yeah. You start talking about your job, it's like a lamprey going under my arteries. <sighs> right? <laughs> Fucking vampire when it comes to your career. I'm telling you, just from the outside, right? Maybe other people have a different experience, right? But at least it's not Beth and your career. So it's only one lamprey, which means that I can generate enough if I drink a lot of fluids to survive it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right? And, well, and thanks for the heads up. No, but uh, it, it, this is not a shock to you, right? No, no, it really isn't. I mean, you, you hate your job, right? Right. Uh, you hate yourself at your job or whatever, right? And, and you're right to do so. Because it's killing your future. It's killing who you want to be. It's killing... Your family life, it's killing you, right? It's killing the happiness or the excitement you're going to feel about sharing what you do with your life with your child. And it's going to turn you into your dad in a way, right? If you have kids, right? You know, you do stuff you hate because you got bills to pay. Yay, dad, thanks. <laughs> Right? I can't wait to graduate and go out into this horrible demolition derby we call the working world. Right. Hey, son, feel that flicker of hope in your chest? Let me just lick my thumb on my forefinger. Ah, uh, much better. Let's go back to the darkness. Right. Right. You know, when Christina comes back and she says what she did with her day, she talks about, you know, what she talked about with her patients and, and we'll talk about that. And, you know, she's an amazing therapist and occasionally can add, add some useful stuff. And, and she says, what did you do with your day? Well, I I never really liked coming home and saying I had a meeting and I put a presentation together. I did some coding and I, you know, sat in on a sales call and. It was just kind of embarrassing, right? Right, right. Well, uh, that's I, nice, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you want for dinner, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, it's like, you you know, you do what you got to do because livestock and you got to eat, right? Right. But that's, yeah, I wanted her to 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 look at me with her eyes shining with admiration. And, and I want that from the listeners, too. Like, I want you guys to be proud of what I'm doing. I, I, I think about that a lot when I think about the books, when I think about what is it I'm going to write, how am I going to phrase it, what topics am I going to – I want people to go, I'm proud to be here 
I'm proud to participate in this conversation. I'm proud of that podcast. I'm proud of that approach. And the thing I love to hear the most is, you son of a bitch, (laughs) for 1180 podcasts, I I got something new out of this one. Hmm. And to not repeat yourself is not easy, right? Every now and then I'm like, fuck, I'm old because I can't remember if I did this topic or not. <laughs> I built a search tool for you people. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but, but that's, I, I want, I want, especially, of course, the donators. I know, and the people who've, who've invested a lot in this conversation. I, I want you to be proud of me. I want you to, to admire the, the courage that I'm showing or the, the way that I approach things or, or the innovations that I can bring to conversations. I want that. I want you to feel proud of me and I want my wife to feel proud of me and that's designing, right? It's not it's not secondhand because I won't ever compromise what I believe to gain that pride because I know that will never work and I also am fully aware that I have 35,000 people listening who are all amazingly attuned to contradictions and hypocrisy and <laughs> mealy-mouthed weaselness so I can't get away with anything because everyone's a genius and I have a lot of people scoping, right? Right, right. But that's, right, so, I mean, just in terms of podcasts, it's like, you know, I don't want to do the current events, but they're popular. They bring people to the conversation, right? And that's great, you know, so I'll do them, right? And because I want it to grow and I want to to, to, to have the, the, the pride and the admiration of the people whose opinions I care about, right? Right. And that's, that's what I want for you. And that's what you want, of course. And that's what your ecosystem is yelling at you up from that well that you're putting them down there for some reason I can't quite figure out, right? Except that they remind you of your dad for some reason, right? But, but you know, passion is the opposite of abuse, right? So enthusiasm right. is the opposite of <laughs> control, right? So there's a lot of things that you could do to design, to achieve the life that, that you want, right? But yeah. you have to start opening yeah. yourself up to the possibility that it's not either or, right? Because livestock, we're always stuck with these either or. It's this or it's that, right? It's like either I come and do this shitty job or I go bankrupt, right? Right. But that's not true. It's a false dichotomy, right? Right. It's like that left-wing, right-wing thing, right? Well, what do you want? <laughs> Fascism or communism? Well, neither. Okay, then you're in the middle and you're a socialist democrat, right? Or whatever, right? Like, really? You hate America. Right, do I Do I have to just take these choices? <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, right? These false dichotomies. That's a, to, when you design the life that you want, the, the creativity and the fertility of the ecosystem comes right up and starts to provide to you solutions and enthusiasms that way outside the box of either or, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> all right, I, I mean, that's all I wanted to say, right? Um, I know it's a lot, but, and also, I, I, I know I don't want you to be too exhausted, right? Yay, first day of the rest of my life, and I'm going to drive into a pole, right? So, um, <laughs> but I no, just do to, no. to, to sort of put that out there, because I know that you were un- really unhappy at work. Yeah, yeah, and um, 
Well, I'm, I, I definitely appreciate this call for sure. You know, um, <laughs> I sense the ambivalence, <laughs> which we can talk about yeah. at time, right? I really thank you for this fucking call. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I do, I do appreciate, uh, even though it's like, oh God, crap. But, um, even, even, even though it's, uh, it's, it's not you, uh, who's, uh, uh, I was going to say pushing me, but it's it's not you who's pushing me in the way that I'm being pushed um, by the Miko system. Right? Well, all I want is for you to get what you want, right? And, and or, or, or or at least fail happily, right? <laughs> I mean, that's all I, all I want, right? And I know that this kind of inertia is hard to see from the day to day, right? But I'm going to unfortunately pull my 12 year stack of age of age and just say, look, I know where that goes and it's not going to get you what you want. So I'm not trying to push you anywhere to say, you know, roll out of this car because this car is going off a cliff. Right. Right. What I was, what I was uh, trying to say was, um, that, you know, uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't feel myself resisting, uh, the pushing like from deep down it's coming from somewhere else if that makes any sense sure no it definitely does all right well um, anything else you wanted to add is there anything that anybody else wanted to add um, oh great call <laughs> okay good good All now right. i have to do something <laughs> now i have to change i know <laughs> don't worry you know eventually we uh we die and then change happens for us it's just called decomposition and it's not very pretty all right well have right. yourself a great night everyone uh, thanks for for sitting up late with this i think it was worthwhile for sure and thanks again james for your great participation really intense uh, call thanks all right bye yeah thanks Steph. bye